Good evening, friends and fans, and welcome to episode 56 of Wingman's Garage. We are recording in Franklin at the factory. It's a beautiful location. Will is currently on vacation, so it'd be kind of creepy to be using his shop. He's right there. It's located at 3639 Trialsdale Drive. And when he gets back, you can call him at 615-669-9659. And ask him how his trip was. Or call him on his cell. (laughs) (laughs) Text him at his number. And and ask him how much he'll charge to replace your fork seals. Yeah. Or your rectifier in a Ducati. I'm going to leave that one quiet. I almost threw something out there. We're not going to. Anyway. So, on to breaking news. Breaking news. Key emphasis on breaking? Breaking? Yeah. Breaking? No, no. No, not that. No, the current, the current rumor mill has it that Harley Davidson wants to buy Ducati. Boo! Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Look at what they did for MV. And yeah, we'll talk. Well, okay, so here's the deal. I'm in. Wait a minute. This is, hey, it's Daniel the Track Rat, since we didn't introduce anybody so far. Yeah. So let's go around. I'm Daniel the Track Rat's here. Let's go around the wheel here. Who are you? I'm Brandon. Brandon. Food dude, yep, funny duddy, Chris the wingman, <laughs> as always. I'm your SV Will, and joining us once again, Tina Vita. Tina is here. It's hey, been a it's been a minute, been a hot minute since we've had you here. It's good to have you back. <laughs> so it's a, it hit Reuters earlier. I'm bringing this up now. Speak um, louder. It, Say it with man your voice. Say it with my chest. Shut up. <laughs> so it hit Reuters today. Um, due to the Volkswagen Auto Group's issues with all the diesel shenanigans that they pulled, oh. um, they are having to <laughs> offload a lot of their ex- existential brands. They got some shit to pay they off. They got some stuff to pay off. <laughs> they got some, they got some to shit to pay off. So, they got to get rid of some shit. So what you're trying to say is they're pulling a victory. And they're no. dropping. Volkswagen's trying to drop them like Polaris dropped victory because of all the Sapa. I mean, because they want Indian to succeed. No, they want. Um, Did I say that? Hang on. We'll edit that out later. Ducati <laughs> Ducati is getting sold because Audi Audi owns it, and since they are under the Volkswagen Auto Group banner, now they have to pay this off, all of these fines off from Dieselgate. They have to offload stuff. Dieselgate. Yeah, <laughs> they have to offload stuff. So, Ducati's one of them. Um, Harley is in a race to buy. It's lining up for a tech. They're, they're putting a bid together for uh, the deal's looking at $1.6 billion. Um, Which is coincidentally what Moto Corsa wanted to buy Ducati for. Yeah. Um, With their crowdfunding. Yeah, they're not. that's not going to happen. Um, there's a couple other people. Uh, an Indian maker named Buck. I don't know how to say that. Baja Auto, and there's a couple other buyout funds that are going after it. Um, let's see here. Private equity funds, KKR, Bain Capital, and Primera, which are all, are all working on a deal. Ducati's got... Um, hang on, who do they have working for? Where is it? It's in here somewhere. Hang on, this is great for radio. Um... Evercore is handling the Ducati side of it. Uh, where did it go? He can edit this. Yeah, edit that out. 
Um, no. We're all professionals here. Yeah. Except Daniel. Okay. How many minutes in? (laughs) So, people have... There are certain brands of Indian... uh, The other Indian firm, Hero, looked at it. Um, They expressed interest to put off by the price tag. Apparently, BMW and Honda and Suzuki were looking at it. Um, They've all pulled away, saying, like, this just isn't going to work for our business plan. So... We'll see how it Duh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How how would it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. It's Ducati's changed hands a few times. Um, the Castiglione family owned it for a while. The MV Augusta owner now. They were all part. They all got. They were all owned in the same umbrella. And uh, there was a Texas investment fund that owned it for a while back in. The mid the mid nineties, the late two thousand, early to mid two thousands. They were going to change the pronunciation to Ducati. Yeah, that's what it right. was. Right. Yeah, um, Ducati, Ducati. But as if when they get new owners, as long as they just say, "Okay, we own it now. We bought this. You guys keep doing what you're doing. Everything will be fine." But if you get somebody an owner that wants to get in there and start doing dumb shit, like putting. Ducati names on scooters, or right. something that's going to harm Again? the brand. Yeah, as well, <laughs> they started off with sewing machines and cameras right. and like radios, and radios, and radios razors. Way and else. back in the day, so it's one of those things where if they don't get in there and mess with it too bad and change it up too bad, it, it's not going to hurt anything. As if they can get some extra capital in there, we'll get more bikes. But Ducati's not hurting from a product standpoint no. or a marketing standpoint. They might no. be, or a funding standpoint. Doing pretty well. They're actually doing very well. It's yeah. just, I mean, I get it with Audi having to take care of what they need to take care of. They've got to figure out where to get the money to take care of all that somewhere. Yeah, I get it. Um, I just hope that whoever ends up purchasing Ducati actually cares enough. Yeah, it's it'll be it's when it happens. I hope, in my own personal opinion, I hope Harley doesn't get it. Because of the train wreck that was the MV Augusta deal, right? Um, that was just a bad, bad deal. Yeah. The um, nothing really very good came out of nothing that. Nothing came. Nothing good came out of that. All Harley did was buy the buy MV to see get the European dealer uh, network. Yeah. Only reason they did that. For them. Yeah. So with MV, with them having to sell MV because of Harley Davidson Financial writing checks they couldn't cash. Um, they lost that foothold into Europe. So I think this is another bit to do that. Um, the problem is the European market is vastly different than the American market. Incredibly where, different. Where Harley is 50% of the market share here in the U.S. and the state and then the, the, continent, the continent with North America, over in Europe and Asia and everything else, it's not nearly as big. Yeah. I mean, there's a, they have a presence there, but it's not nearly as big as it is here. I mean, people kind of outside the U.S. kind of look at Harley-Davidson the way most of us look at MV Agustas yeah. or Ducatis and Aprilias. Like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. But, you know, I, why would I buy that? I could buy this bike that works just as well and yeah. it's, you know, local. Cool. Yeah. Yep. But we'll see how it goes. I hope, my own personal opinion, I hope it doesn't happen. But, right. but either way, Ducati's up for sale. Yeah, Ducati's up for sale. And all... Chris wants is for a new owner to come in and add some character to these bikes. <laughs> no, I just want them to come up with the electronics that work. 
<laughs> so Chris, since we're talking about Ducati, and we're gonna, and I get to make fun of you for this. What's going on with your bike? I'm gonna take this very well. You are. You should, you <laughs> you've been following you're us gonna on take Facebook. It. You're gonna take it. <laughs> following us on Facebook, I've been harassing this guy with his love for scrambling. So we'll it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we'll talk about the lust for scramblers here a little bit, but we're gonna pick on you first. Right. Now, unlike Emma's, you know, from the Misfit, she's constantly saying that you'll find them water up in a ball of flame on the side of the road. Nope. No, no. Um, there isn't enough juice left in the battery yeah. to cause a ball of flame in the first place. So, it all started, uh, what, two weeks ago when we went to Carson Coffee. Yep. Um, rolled the bike out, trying to be very quiet not to wake anybody up in the house. So I'm about to roll it down the driveway, and I figure, okay, I might as well start it now. And it went click. And it didn't start. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I got that text message too. Yeah, pushed it back in, brought the Busa, rode it down. The Japanese bike. So I had to, had to put the Ducati up and pull the Suzuki out. Exactly okay. why yeah. I love Suzuki's. Yeah. So, out it came. Get the battery charged up, ride it down to work last week. Last week. Last week. Rode fine. No issues. Getting ready to getting ready to uh, leave. Get on the bike. Turn the ignition. Flip the kill switch. Hit the starter button. Click. Click. <laughs> Nothing happened. Had to go back inside to the shop. That's when you knew she up. loved you. Yeah, that's exactly when I knew she loved <laughs> you. So uh, pulled out the jump box. Got her started up. Pushing something close to eleven point six volts at three thousand RPM. Yeah, for those of you who know motorcycles well enough, 12.8 is the bare minimum that your charging system should be pushing out. Yep. 13.4, 13.6, 14.2 when you're rev, perfect. This is nowhere near. Managed to make it 60 miles home, got halfway up the driveway, and it died on me halfway up. Did you actually, did you have enough momentum to make it to the top, or did you have to get Halfway up. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to jump off and push her up. That was fun. <laughs> At least it's light. Right. So you figure, okay, with it being the fact that it's not charging entirely, it's got to be the rectifier. Nelson's laugh just popped in my head. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I get a new rectifier, or another rectifier. It's not new. I, I don't want to spend $180, so I knew for a fact it was a rectifier. Got another one off of another Hyper Motard. Got it in there. Seemed like it was fine. Got to the shop this morning, <laughs> and it's barely pushing 12 volts. Yeah. But it's pushing 12 volts at least. Now, granted, the especially the mid 2000s, 2008 ish, like mine, charge system suck. So off I go, and hopefully I will get home tonight. What the actual fix is from talking to my master Ducati tech friend: take the rectifier, just mm-hmm. bolt it onto the frame, mm-hmm. take it and put it as close to the stator as you can, mm-hmm. because you run it, apparently the way that this works, you run it off. They had it on the on the right hand side of the bike, didn't they? Nope, right under the steering stem. Right, oh, dead, yeah. dead center, right above the oil cooler. Bring it down, move it back to where the stator is, and it should cure your problem because that's what, actually what they were doing. Uh, shortening the wires. Yes. Also, yeah. Okay. yeah. Also, or, or bigger wires. Yeah. You know, there's a little wind up on the back of that. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once it starts clicking, stop turning. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I will, I'm not gonna lie. All day today, every time I walk past her, I said, "I'm gonna trade you in, you little bitch." <laughs> but see, he sends me this text. He sent me that text. I was like, you're not going to do shit. You're sounding like me. It's like, no, you're not going to trade it in. What are you going to trade for? 
Really? There's nothing in there you want. There's nothing you want. Well, there's a GSXR 1000. There's you actually don't. three of them. Yeah, I know there's three of them now. You oh. don't need that. There's an FZ10. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that one. There's GSXS 1000. That would be a hammer. A uh, hammer with some suspension work and a power command. There's a lot of bikes in there I I could potentially trigger for. Sure, but anyway. So with the the, the news about Ducati for sale. And this story, it just goes to show that somebody will buy Ducati. Yes, somebody <laughs> will buy Ducati. No matter what problems there are with Ducati, somebody now, I will, say will buy. <laughs> there was only one time I've had a rectifier issue. Yeah, that wasn't on a non-Japanese bike. This one, non-Japanese. Tuana. Only time I've had a. So no, sorry. The only time I've had an issue with a rectifier on a Japanese bike, or one time. On my six three six a long time ago. Yeah, but the stator went with it. And that was just a big. That's a, that's a known issue for that bike. Anyway, every non Japanese bike I've owned, even the the Daytona. Yeah, the Daytona six seventy five, the Speed Triple, the Tuono, and now the uh, the Duck have all had rectifier issues. See, that's what you can see. So what does that say? Europeans don't know how to do electronics. Still, yes. Still, yeah, it's, still, it's the magnetic poles, man. It's yeah, it's the, yeah, there. the poles, the gravity, right. the gravity field is so much different over here. Than <laughs> how to do it. As yeah. long as I don't have the same fireworks like I did on the Aprilia. Yes, as long as we don't have yeah. that happen. So, okay, so for those of you who don't know this story, um, I rode out to the Jack Daniels distillery with another buddy. He was riding a CBR 1000. He said he didn't want to try it. We hear a song, the song of our people. The song of our people out in the distance. He decided he wanted to lose this year. Yeah, probably. No, that's first. That's first. Anyway, so he rented a, uh, well, he borrowed a Fury from me at yeah. the shop. And we left the, the CBR at the shop. So then we rode out to the distillery, had a good time. <laughs> Coming back, uh, roll past us. Whatever. Uh, dropped off the Fury, got on the CBR, and hit, got on this interstate heading up to Twin Peaks. As soon as I got on the interstate, he comes flying up next to me, pointing down at my bike. I'm like, dude, what? And I look down, and there's a plume of smoke trailing all the way back from uh, the ramp. <laughs> Coming from next to my right foot. Right Get foot on a Tuano on a Rotax. Tuano. Hang on. I'm trying to think what that is. You should know what it is. I've yeah. already mentioned it. <laughs> yeah. So we get to Twin Peaks and I look and my rectifier is not just burnt out. It's half burnt. Yeah. Half of it's missing. Yeah. Oh, this is fucking awesome. So hang out at Twin Peaks for a little bit trying to solve I've what I'm seen some fucking awesome things before. And that's not on the list. <laughs> no, 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 not really. So get on the bike. Battery's still charged. It's still pushing twelve point eight volts according to the voltmeter on the display. And I hammer down, and I'm flying back to Spring Hill. You know, twenty mile trip for you know where we were. Did you get to enjoy Twin Peaks at least? Oh yeah, I'd already done oh, that. Okay. Um, <laughs> About halfway through, I had to reach forward and unplug the headlights. No. Really? Yes. <laughs> That's fun. And uh, a couple of stop signs that I kind of know about. Judiciously maneuvered through. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. And again, I managed to get home, get to the garage door, and as I rolled up to the garage door, what year was that bike? Well, we're not talking about that bike. We're talking about the current Ducati, right? Six. That's right. Let's talk oh, about six. the Ducati. <laughs> two years after Colin Edwards had to bail off on the, uh, on the Cube, yes. On the Cube, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. 
So it, it kind of transferred over. Yes. This MotoGP technology in a Tuano, yeah. it will burst into flames off on you for no reason. Yes. <laughs> so key point: if you're looking at a, a European bike of any sort, be prepared for electrical bullshit. Unless it's a BMW, because I have yet to have any electrical issues with my bike. And I just have. No, you just happen to have warranty. <laughs> yeah, I just happen to have a warranty on mine. Yes, and I, I, I gotta, I gotta extend that to four wheeled vehicles as well. Yes, oh, I, yeah. I will never buy a European vehicle. I've never owned this a four wheel vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> I drive a Toyota. All right, it's a 2006, and I put 200,000 miles on it. The only thing I've ever had to do it is take the gas pump out and just remove a little bit of debris in the front of it. Yep. What is it? Toyota Matrix. What year? 2006. I had one just like you. Love that car. Yep. And you'll put another 200,000 miles on it. Dang right. So I trade it in on a Fiat. <laughs> yeah, that's Fiat. a great idea. <laughs> I can pull a trailer with a Fiat. <laughs> because I can see SV Will driving a Fiat. Right? Sadly, I can't. <laughs> you might not be liking it, but I can see it. Uh, no. You've seen so, The Incredibles? Yes. Yes. <laughs> So, anyways, that's my adventure. So, how about them scramblers? Oh my God! If I have watched another scrambler video on YouTube, I'm gonna puke. It's You're gonna be puking tonight. Killing me. I don't know why this hits. This is hitting me right now. I don't know why. It's, I go through my bike ADD kicks in at random times, and I hyper focus on one thing, on one specific area of bikes. It, it, it goes in cycles. It was Supermoto there for about, about two months ago. Now it's Scramblers. I'm like... Now it's Triumph, <laughs> Triumph. Scramblers. It's specifically that. Triumph Scramblers. Triumph Scramblers or Bonnevilles set up to do Scrambler stuff. and look like desert sleds and everything else. It's driving me nuts. Which I, is really funny because a couple episodes back we had Dallas back on the show. And we were talking about how... Daniel's constantly sending Dallas yes. Craigslist links and links to all these bikes. He's doing this to me for himself. Yes. I'm getting at least two to exactly. three to four videos and pictures of scramblers. She'll let me do it, but it's one of those things where we're having to pay that. There, there's a yes from her, but there's not a yes from the bank. Yeah. So the bank is the ultimate controller. And you're also getting rid of yeah, that, I don't want to do that. Hey, I know where you'll be working soon. Bethany will be more than happy to trade in the Baroness for an SCR 950. Don't encourage them. No, I don't want to. It's not going to be an SCR, though. If, if I do anything, it's going to be a triumph. Yeah. Because that's well, where my mindset is. Right. I mean, realistically. Ready for electrical issues. <laughs> I know. Yes. I will be ready for electrical character. issues. Character. Lots of character. <laughs> Coming from the guy who has a Ducati and... The definition of character. What's the, my definition of character for everyone? Exactly what you'll be finding out soon enough when you own a Triumph. <laughs> no, it's one of those things where you go, oh, you see, it's characterful. Right. It doesn't start on the button every time when you need it. And the motors are weird. That's about it. And stuff falls off. <laughs> stuff falls off. Sounds yeah, like. It could yeah. be a lot of things fall off. Yeah. So that anyway, doesn't quite characterize it. But uh, but there's the way that everything's going right, the way that everything looks on the just on the custom scene, it's changed. <laughs> Luckily it's evolving where people still want choppers. People still want that crap. So they still want ass candy. We're right. all shallow to a degree. Yeah, we it's all are. It's good to recognize <laughs> yeah. where you're it's all about them looks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's just the way that the custom scene is now. Right. It is bike it's geared more toward bikes that actually work in a multitude of areas. 
So you can ride on the street and then you can ride over to on the dirt road and be fine. So I don't know, I'm weird. I well, you know I'll that. stop looking at it. I'll stop looking at scramblers here soon and it'll be on to something else. So mm, that's just, what he says now. That's what I say now. Well, what were you looking at when you had the S V? Groms. No, Grom went out <laughs> Um I bet it was big bikes, wasn't it? No, it was actually the kind of bike that I ended up with. Naked, like super naked. I wasn't really super naked. Super naked. Yeah. yeah. That's naked with a K. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for as long as I've known this guy, that's all he's really like were the naked, naked bikes. Naked bikes. I'm, I, I, I enjoy the aesthetic of super bikes. I enjoy the aesthetic of a race bike. The purpose, purposefulness of one. Because when you see like a guy who's kind of set it up for the track, the track days, the club racing and stuff. Then you go look at a pro level, like AMA or World Superbike level bike. There's a huge difference, and you can look at the craftsmanship, the workmanship on a full-on factory race bike, as opposed to somebody that is a you know amateur enthusiast, track day amateur racer. The differences are huge, and that it will always draw my eye. But it's one of those things where it's like a shark, and he swims, and he can't see straight because his body changes direction all the time. He has to look where his body's going. That's how I am. I'm like, hey, look, there's all this other cool stuff around. Shiny shit. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Shiny shit. Yeah. Ooh, sparklies. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Squirrel. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. I, that is exactly how it is. I really like this. It's the only one I want and I want anything else. Ooh, look at that. That's a ter- <laughs> it's, it's the exact way. I bought the BMW that six months later. I was looking at other stuff. I was like, stop it. See, man, the stop problem it. is, uh, is, is the great... Chris Cornell once said, yes. the have is not as good as the want. No, it's, yep. it's sometimes it's not. The BMW's fantastic. I love that bike. Whatever. But <laughs> it's, it's, variety is the spice of life. Yes. So, man, didn't even, character. not even side eye from that. <laughs> <laughs> she understands what I'm talking about. Anyway, but so there's that. But yeah, there's, and growing up on any Sunday and seeing desert sleds and all those guys and like all the bikes that were that was the way they were back then it was Mm -hmm. the only way they could be back then and now that the aesthetic and actually the performance and everything is becoming more modern yes and you can make it to where hey this bike is fun it has modern power where you can ride it on the street daily you can take a trip on it you can go hit a dirt road if you put the right tires on it and and you can go back and they have actual suspension that works and brakes well enough Right. Fuel injection, you don't have to worry about uh, having to jet a car in the middle of the desert. And also, mm-hmm. it's stuff works 90, 95% of the time. And it's. And except for when the electronics go out. Except for when the electronics go out, but, you know. Character. It's, that's the character. But see, I don't. I'm, I'm the guy that vintage bikes are cool and everything, but I would much rather have something that starts every time and I can enjoy and not have to worry about messing with it all the time. So you're buying a Ducati? No, I'm not buying a Ducati. <laughs> no. I. As much as I like those bikes, as much as I like Ducati as a manufacturer and as an aesthetic, they don't really have much for me. Yeah, honestly, they, it, it reminds me of a there are some monsters that I uh, know you were uh, drooling well, over. Those are a lot of custom stuff too. But which, by the way, however the call letters work, S four R, S R four, whatever. S4R, mm-hmm. yeah. Got a guy at work that's selling his. I need to just, call Dallas just to let you know. <laughs> And it's calling Dallas. It's by Dallas, yes. It's blue with the white Shelby stripe going through it. Oh, that's it. It's for, yeah, that's 2005 ish. It's a 2002 or 3, I think. 
Um, just but the dry the, clutch, it's yeah. open. And, yeah. Give me the, give me the. Oh, and suspension, oh, yeah. the full deal. If he's it's, got, if he's got it on Craigslist or something like that, give me the link. I will I'll send it to Dallas. I was I'll talking to him to today, actually. I'll, I'll send it to Dallas. Dallas, love you, mean it. So scrambler yes. pictures. Shut up. Well, actually, he's getting rid of it to get an S one thousand R. An RR. Nice. Yep. Good man. Yep. Good Very man. Nice. Hopefully, he can handle it. Because yep. I know I could. I thought he could. <laughs> I could barely handle the R. So, that being said, let's talk about scramblers really quickly. More, we more just, scramblers. We just, what's no, no, no let's just talk about it real quick. Okay. So, in your whole... Do they start? You customize yes. them and you have an omelet. Yes. Who do you get one and make it, uh, paint it white and yellow? No, if I, it's, it's not going to be white and yellow. Just <laughs> no. make it all light yellow. That's right. <laughs> all light <laughs> yellow. So, yeah, I was just going to say some black spots. <laughs> some black spots. So, looking at the two more common scramblers now, and of course, I'm not going to talk about Ducati because you have to get, as we saw in that video, you'd have to do the desert sled to really be yeah, able to use really the use Ducati scrambler the way a scrambler should be used. Yeah. So, you've got the Triumph scrambler, and you've also got the Yamaha, the SCR 950. Yeah. If you were to do any real, any sort of off-road, you would only want to go with the Triumph. Yeah, you yeah. want to go with the Triumph on that one. The SCR is a really good... Fire road bike. Uh, fire road bike. It's a great attempt at Yamaha building one, especially for the Heritage line, but it just doesn't have the I wouldn't the want chops. to take that. Like, I would be able to take a Triumph on most of the off-road stuff Will and I did that time when he and I went road. There's like there were two or three sections that we wouldn't be able to do just because the suspension travel isn't there, and it's just it just wouldn't work. Whereas on a SCR, there's not enough suspension travel. There's definitely not just with travel and ground clearance, it's not going to work. Right. It's a little heavier. It's a lot more top heavy. It's a lot top, a lot more top heavy as well, and it's just it's it's a good around town if you end up on a gravel road somewhere. That's a good version for that. <laughs> but if you're going to actually take it off road and that's why you're going to do it, you're going to do some rockier stuff. You want to go with the Triumph. Ducati's okay, but you're going to need. You're going to want the desert sled. And you're going to want to change yeah. the exhaust. I mean, if you're going to do any so, of those uh, single track, yeah, that single yeah, track yeah, stuff. No, no, the Triumph is the way to go. But change the pipes because the pipes have a tendency. Find it. The pipes have a tendency to break the exhaust hanger and bounce down the trail. <laughs> yeah. Which just doesn't sound like much fun. Either. No, then you got to take it. You know, take it, get it welded, blah blah blah. But that, and the, I just like the way the Triumph sounds instead of pipes on it. That parallel swing just sounds so good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's me. There's other scramblers out there. There are. You can build. You can build. You can build. You can build a Bonnie into a scrambler. I mean, I would actually think about doing that too. Well, I mean, there isn't much involved in doing that. That's no. You just that. get the jack suspension up a little bit and change the pipes. That's so what do y'all think is next? You know, we went through the chopper phase, we went through the bo- the cafe phase, the bobber phase, the scrambler phase. What's next? Are we out of the cafe bobber? Well, I mean, phase? we we still we're are still kind of in it. It's yeah. one of those like we're still kind like the cafe racer thing is kind of on its down down return because the whole thing with the brat style and scrambler style exactly mm-hmm. is that's what's coming in now. <laughs> that's what's about to hit. So. Which I mean, honestly, brat style even is already overdone. Yeah, brat style—it's brat style is too easy to do. Yeah, personally, I mean, the brat seat—you can buy them on eBay for thirty bucks. Yeah, and pretty much, you know, my biggest problem with a lot of the cafes and a lot of the brat style bikes now—they all look the 
same. Yeah. Every single one of them looks the same. Let's look. It's another CB750 Cafe racer. Yeah. I think it'd be cool to see some legit uh, street fighters in the U.S. Yes. Instead of just the uh, <laughs> wrecked bikes that have been stripped of plastic. Oh, you mean put the one with the, the tail that curves straight up? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that I mean those are ugly as hell. They look like a, yeah. a skunk that's about to spray. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you look all over Craigslist and, what, half the bikes on there are quote-unquote street fighters. Yeah. I haven't seen a real street fighter in the, in the States. I haven't ever. seen one in... There was one guy here in town that had a, like a 93 G6R750 that he fired properly. Yeah. Met, like the Metchamix, is that what it's called? The name of the swing arm? Yeah. One of those like double brace swing arms with a bigger rear wheel, like lightweight wheels. Mm-hmm. Had a gas mask for a headlight. Yeah. Um, had turbo on it. I mean, this bike was stupid. Yeah. That was the only true street fighter I've seen in the, here in the, in Nashville. Really, um, when you see Street Fighter, you just on Craigslist. It's just that just means it's been wrecked, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Which I mean, that's yeah. really yeah. what Street Fighter that's street, started, that's what street off fighters as. started off as. Yeah. But uh, go look up the European Street Fighter. Those dude. guys are insane. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'll be honest. Like you were saying, they're ugly as shit. But I mean, they're also kind of cool, right? Depending on like depending on the starting point, because I mean, right. Street Fighters have gone from everything from like your basic six hundred mm-hmm. up to crazy monstrosities of turbo V-Maxes and that kind mm-hmm. of shit. Like, V-Maxes with turbos and spray on it. Like, that's obscene to me. Yeah. I mean, V-Max is not a bike I want a fighter to begin with because it's the as long as it is. But, I mean, a good... Roland Sands did a Street Fighter kit back in, like, 2008. Yeah. That it was a top triple clamp with the risers and the bar and everything, and it bolted right up for all your big... all your Japanese big bikes. Um... To see a well done street, like an actual street fighter with that was that's actually done up like the crazy alien helmet and the mm-hmm. weird paint and everything else, that's cool. But I would more air or I would more veer toward the like again me personally if I was building one, build more of like a performance fighter, mm-hmm. like a street fighter you can take on track and do well with. Which right. is kind of the way it's kind of moving now with the bigger bikes doing cafe fighters. But which super naked? Well, look, I've, I've just been <laughs> waiting naked. to jump in, saying that I think it's the super naked. I think that's yeah. I think yeah, that naked S one thousand XR is amazing. Yeah, for what it is, it's and, the, it's, and I don't I don't see why that wouldn't catch on and just take off. It's the one of the builds I've seen. There's been two actual really good custom builds done with one. Um, Deus did one for Orlando Blue that was fantastic. Orlando, what are you laughing at? Sorry. Of course, it's Orlando Blue dropping the check, so it's nothing sure. but custom bodywork and BST carbon wheels and all that mess. But there's a company, a French company, that did one that was. I'll find a picture of it and post it. It's really cool. I mean, it's still got the. They just did a headlight, a tail section, paint, and an exhaust, and did the did the controls up a little bit differently, and it looks awesome. But it's going to be super like super naked performance. Like more comfortable motorcycles, sporting wise, that are a little bit more comfortable that you can actually beat on. Yeah, like FZ10, S1000R, the new Tuano, um, like that twelve, the twelve hundred Tuano is the craziest bat shit naked you can get. That that's close as That's truly a stripped down. That is a stripped down bike. Bike. Yeah, I mean, Aprilia has always done that. Right. Yeah, I mean, my, my till they burst and 
and fire. Well, see, that's where you get the original, like the 04 Clive with the single headlight. Right. And go from there. Actually, one of the fastest guys I've ever seen on a racetrack was Mark that, uh, I can't remember his last name, but he ran sport bike track time for a long time in the Southeast region. And he was on one of the Tuano like R's and Owens and lightweight wheel, Maricinis and shotgun exhaust and everything else. That was the fastest guy I ever saw on a racetrack. It was insane. He was so smooth. Like, Tuano Racing, that's what it yes. was. Yes. So smooth. What is all right, so basically, I, I took a picture of all How of us sitting happen? here, and uh, I did a panoramic shot, and I'm somehow about to get lit up, no, 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 actually has nothing it's to do with you this time. So, <laughs> our friend at the Creative Writing Podcast noted, spelled Wiener. <laughs> noticed that the food dude here has a ghost hand. Point to some sausage. <laughs> Pointed at hot dog. I like, I like, I like these. <laughs> oh. Anyway, what's going on? <laughs> that so, makes me happy. Anyways, hey, writing. What's up, dude? Yes. What's going on? Thank you for catching that. Because yeah, honestly, I didn't. I um, probably still would have posted we it. We need to get him on the show. We will. Sure. We will. He's uh he's giving us some great tips on how to get him yes. on the show. So we'll yes. do that. We were gonna, we were definitely going to use your tips, dude. Free yep. beer and hot wings. Oh, that is a trip. Uh, they already got that radio. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yes. Hey, but look at this Free guy. Free hot dogs. Look at that guy. That guy. Damn it. Look at this that is great guy. for a radio show. Isn't it? <laughs> no, 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 Brandon, you can't put the picture up to the mic. It doesn't work that way. Oh, shit. <laughs> but Disappointed my mother again. Again. Yes. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, you know, the super, the super naked thing, it's good to see it. Really showing up here in the U.S. Finally, uh, we've talked about it at length. Yeah, um, it's nice to see the American market actually embracing it. It's slowly but surely. It's more along the lines of because over in Europe they've had the naked bikes mm-hmm. for so long. I mean, because the Bandit Twelve Hundred came out in '95, I believe. So they've had that for forever. I got the '98. Right. Yeah, you got the '98. So it's one of those deals where. The market, the American market itself, is so slow to catch on to different trends. Whereas for a long time, it was either a full-on sport bike or a crew. Those were your only two options. Yeah. Now, with Motards coming in, and your Scramblers, and your more standard bikes, mm-hmm. and Nakeds, and I mean, the heck, the S, that new SV650 is what six grand? Yeah. Um, six seven. Bucks, seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a Killer bike for that for that amount of money. Killer motorcycle. I mean, the middleweight naked with the possibility of it changing the uh, world super sport changing to that type of bike mm-hmm. from the six hundred class. That is going to be really fun because the bikes are going to be pretty cheap to get, and the, the aftermarket's going to explode because everybody's going to want to build that. Yep. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. The next couple of years for naked bikes in the U.S. is going to be a lot better. Right. So, yeah, if you want to hop in on the SV thing, Chris, now's the time. Oh, you want to trade? No. <laughs> no. My bike yeah. runs. I like it. Shit. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Editor status revoke. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, his, in your defense. Bye. My, bye. Yeah. My, S, my SV doesn't run right now. Like, say bye. Okay. Say it bye. Now. <laughs> my SV doesn't run right now. 
Yes. But it's been sitting for a couple of years. I haven't seen that thing run in it at all. Yeah. It's, it's been since I worked at Bosley. Yes. Yes. So, I'm having stator issues. I need to pull the motor and jump over. Stator issues. No, it's either Between your stator and my rectifier. Yeah, it's probably actually coiled. Hey, this isn't this kind of podcast. Okay? It's, yeah. kind of, it's like kind of, not that kind oh, of show. You've only been around for a yeah, few Yeah, episodes. you haven't been around long enough to actually say that. Is there a rectifier down there cooler? <laughs> but I think the, the performance cat, like the, the custom cafe thing is going to transfer over to more of your modern store parts. Right, which, yep. you know, it slowly is as you see more of the modern technology yeah. appearing on the vintage bikes. Like yeah. the pram. That Pram S1000 R they built. Yes. That made it look, they took the modern stuff mm-hmm. and built a modern super stock race bike and made it look like an 80s mm-hmm. endurance race. That's the next, that's the next yep. big thing in performance bikes. Which I am completely I okay with that. I love that bike. Yep. That, they said they were thinking about actually making it to where they could build, it, build that as a kit. Build that as a kit. Mm-hmm. I'm, if I can afford that, do it. Actually, another one is Walt Siegel. Yes. His bikes are utterly beautiful. It's another fucking Ducati that I, I I just I love the shape, but you can do it with an MV. You can do it with an MV Augusta. But I probably and still have it. the same issues. Yeah, yes. not so, not yes. so much on MV now. Take out the engine, cut the tabs, put in a Japanese engine. <laughs> Speaking of which, and I we were talking about this a little bit yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on Bike Exit. Oh there yeah, was that the uh, the Yamaprilia. Yeah. So oh gotta, wait a minute. Hang on. Did you read ahead in the show notes? No, Are you I just, cheating? I do that shit sometimes, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's the universe. Basically, it's an Aprilia RS 250 with an RD 250 engine with 350 heads. Yeah. That is so awesome. Dude, that thing, there's actually a guy, there's a guy over in England. He has built, they call it a quickest box. Oh, yeah. It's an H2 yeah. 750 triple. GSXR eleven hundred frame. So you actually have the the killer two stroke triple that in a frame that gave works you lots of power well. that doesn't bend. Yeah. Yes, doesn't twist With itself to a knot. Suspension and everything else, and it sounds yeah. like Satan's two stroke. Oh yeah, I mean it's insane. Oh, and they've, been, they've been doing that kind of thing forever. You know, yeah. going back to uh, the uh, uh, Triumph and uh, Norton, something Norton, yeah, yep. they had yep. a, the, the, a Triton, Triton, yeah. yep. With the Norton motor and the Triumph under that frame. Yep. And then they had the North Vin, mm-hmm. which is the Vincent motor with the North chassis. And you yep. hear so much talk about, ah, these guys were just putting together cheap bikes and what. Bullshit. They, 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 those featherbed frames. Those guys were. Yeah, even those back guys then. were buying a bunch of. Bunch of top high end shit. Yeah. 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 I mean, mag wheels and everything else. I mean, hell, Magni, the company that builds the, uh, the Filo Rosso and that kind of stuff, where they take the modern Rotal 800 motor and put it in a bespoke frame. That is the same geometry and everything else as Agostini's race bikes, mm-hmm. and they put a lot of suspension in it. But it's the, it's the geometry and everything. It actually gives you the power that Ago had, and the riding feel that you had. That had. Like these are the guys that created mag wheels for motorcycles. Yes. Come with his balls. Too. No, it, it, it comes with two indentions <laughs> in the seat and the tank to help right. hold it. But like, if you can fill these indentions, you can have the bike. Yeah, no kidding. Right. If you fill that, you have it. So, no, I mean, right. Just the. It's cool to see what the what the custom side can do. The Roland Sands has been doing it for years, mm-hmm. doing cool stuff with Harley Motors. Um, and uh, the Grunt, the one with the, the candy camouflage and everything, yep. the R1 suspension, and it was there. They got a picture of him running around in a parking lot in blue jeans, t-shirt, knee on the ground. And I'm like, this dude 
but that bike is you know PM like good performance like lightweight wheels and everything else so it's good stuff I'm excited to see what comes out of that like, yeah like the extra stuff that comes out of that yeah I mean the, the sky's the limit yeah. when it comes to custom modifications and there will always be room for the cafe guys. There will yeah. always be room for the chopper guys. There will always be room for the ass candy guys, unfortunately. You know? I mean, yeah. at least we're at least we're out of the OCC oh, Jesse the James. Bike. That, that yeah. shit. I'm so uh, glad. You didn't like the Geico bike? <laughs> this is a Geico. It means he's got 15% of making it out of here. <laughs> oh. hey, better than me. Shit. But it's, I mean, that stuff now, I just... I look back at that, it, it was probably good for bikes. Right. It brought motorcycles to the forefront, the forefront of yeah. everyone's mind mm-hmm. and introduced people to, hey, this is motorcycles. This is You don't have to have this. You can go look at other, this other stuff, too. And that's kind of, that's really cool, too. Mm-hmm. But it, I'm so glad that shit's over. Yeah. The problem is the people that still have them think their bikes are still worth the same amount as they, no. were, they bought it. You know, and another podcast, they've talked about that. I'm not going to name them this time. Um, but it's like... People trade these in trying to get into things like road glides. No. And so this was a fifty thousand dollar motorcycle. Yeah, I might be lucky if I sell this for five grand. Yeah, I mean year. you're looking at like you anything custom built, it's not the only way you're gonna make money on it is if someone of stature had it. And if it was a, cool enough that yeah, it mattered. Like that yellow wolf bike that they built for that they built at Boswell's for the art of the national artist yellow wolf. They sold that bike for seventy, mm-hmm. but that had prominence, and that was actually a bike you could use in the street glide, custom built street glide, street glide with twenty grand in the paint. So, I mean, you have to hit the market right. The market now for custom choppers for resale is at the bottom. Yeah. It's not going to come up anytime soon. No. Same thing with all the custom boosters. Oh yeah, you think yeah. with a stretch swing arm and a three hundred rear tire, you're not yeah. doing shit. And an eight thousand dollar paint job. The funny thing is, those guys have moved on to street glide to put thirty two inch wheels on the front. Yep. So, I, I gotta say, it, Joker booster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there's the Joker booster, uh, sixty five thousand dollar high booster. Wait, is that that Craig? Was that a Craigslist ad or what was that? I don't know. Nah, check your a local, local national air uh, motorcycle yeah, a local celebrity. Form. Local celebrity. Yes. Local on, celebrity on, is the best way to describe yeah. it. He's a local, local celebrity. Seth, it's Seth, a, self-made celebrity. It's a very fine-looking motorcycle. I'll say that. But, but the owner thought way too highly of it, I, in my opinion. I think he's already had his 15 minutes of fame yeah. elsewhere. Yeah. So well, that's all we'll say. I think I know this story. <laughs> yeah, I, I, got, I might know the individual. I right. But any time that comes up, i, I got to throw it out there. Yeah, you've got to. got to say You've got to. Yeah, custom boosters. I'm just tired of saying Oh, uh, that guy. Oh, that That dude. Don't be that guy. That guy. Right. It's a nice bike. It's a nice bike. Which, I mean, hey, if if that's your thing. I can get the same bike for a quarter of that. Yeah. I mean, if that's your thing, you like to. Oh, God, yeah, that guy. You want to go and do the, the whole chrome and the stretch and the big wheel thing and the paint thing. Do it with a street glide because it's a little bit more comfortable. I mean, even take, we're into, do your thing. We're into what we're into. Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. your yeah. thing. Ride your ride. But welcome to planet Earth. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like, you know, people are saying that the, uh, uh, the cafe is, is on its way out. It's, that may be. Yeah, but I have a 1978, the last year of the single overhead cam, 
CB750. Yeah, and I got the and, 73. And it will be, it will be uh, cafe. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's in poor enough condition to go ahead and chop some things Instead off. Instead of trying to do a full free. Like right, this, right, and I, I also have the 72 uh, CB500, and go. it's in such great shape that it's going to stay as it is. But yeah, 750 is going to be cafe. He's a winner right there. Thank you. Yeah, there's that. Wow. But yeah, and again, that's the thing. If you come across a a bike that's worthy of restoring, restore it. Right. If it's right. ratty enough, and trust me, uh, you, you'll be yeah. doing the bike a favor. Right. Yeah. There was there was a guy on uh, one of the pages I'm, I'm I follow uh, the uh, drop the uh, Japanese the vintage Japanese. Yeah. bikes and uh you know he came across i want to say it was a, like a 73 cb 550 and it was perfect oh like, yeah beautiful great running condition and everything and he's like here's what i got and here's what i want to do to it you know yeah. <laughs> and he had you know pictures of a of it uh, of another one cafeed out and everybody on there was like dude sell it to me i'll give you this much yeah. for it and you can buy another one and do what this thing is a survivor don't mess it up. Yeah. yeah. Please. And he, he was like, man, I didn't realize this bike had such a following. You know, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, when they're in that kind of shape at that age, yeah, yeah you don't you don't go destroying it. Exactly. So, I guess let's actually get to some real information here. Because what? our yeah? our friend here, Eeyore, has uh, done his homework again, unlike the rest of us. He's so much better in that than us. Yes, he, he really is. Uh, you know, we are actually in... Officially in the beginning of summer, as today. of yesterday or today? Today's today. 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 Today's the first okay, day. Okay, second, second full day. Okay. <laughs> so that means we've got the heat wave coming across pretty much everywhere. Heat wave. Unless, well, well heat even heat. in sunny Santa Cruz, apparently it was blazingly sunny. That's just last coming week. from under the surface. Ah, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. No, and around, in the heads, right about the knees. <laughs> I can't say anything because the catalytic converter is right under my feet. It's, yeah. it's hot. Yeah. Anyway. Sit on a CBR 600 or 1000 with an Undertale, you will feel all the heat. R1 is the same way. Yes. So, we are in the middle of about to get into the heat wave here. and We're going to have a ton of heat yeah. coming everywhere. Um, one of the things that you need to combat as a rider is heat stress or commonly known as you know being dehydrated, getting heat strokes. 104 degrees uh, is reading is a life-threatening condition. Yes. If your body temperature reaches 104 oh, yeah. degrees, you need to find medical attention. Yeah. Uh, 106 degrees can be fatal. If your core temperature may, hits 106, uh, you need to uh, be calling 911. Yeah. Are you even thinking? No. Are you no usually, usually I mean, by that time, you're. Yeah. If you're not you're passed out, so, you will so be. So basically, yeah. we need to be aware uh, and, and pay attention to the people around us uh, and look for signs of heat yes. exhaustion. Yes. yes. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Yeah. And yeah. also, you know, making sure you're wearing the right gear. Yes. For those of you who wear gear, uh, as you should, all you better should, be wearing you all gear. should. Yeah. Uh, you know, granted, I, both Daniel and I rode in with leather today. Highlighter is mesh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mesh jacket over there. Uh, Eeyore's jacket is mesh. 
I'm in leather today. You, yep, so Daniel's, or Brandon is in leather also. Like Which usual. did you pretty good in the last episode. Yeah, le- leather and chains, baby. <laughs> That's right. Oh, but getting the right gear prevents That's you. That's a Rihanna song, isn't it? I don't know. I don't I don't, probably. Wearing mm-hmm. the right gear keeps your core temperature down as well. So you know, It is you, it's leather, but perforated. Exactly, yeah. just like mine. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of the symptoms that you get, obviously you get dehydration. Often you your dehydration can show up as uh, nausea or diarrhea. Yeah. yeah. Orange pee. Orange pee, uh, you know, flushing. Of course, if you're incredibly thirsty, yes, drink some water. Because if you're already thirsty, you're dehydrated. Yeah. Uh, lightheadedness. All this comes from extremely high heat. Gummy eyes. Gummy yeah, eyes. you need yes. to hydrate before you hop on the bike. You sweat a lot more than you realize. Yeah. Yeah. On the bike. Yeah. That's uh, why you're. That's why when you're taking your jacket off, it's so difficult. Because if you're just in a t-shirt, yeah. You know, if you you got to unroll it, it's mm-hmm. awful. That's the worst part. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, some other things you can do to keep yourself cooler while you're riding. Uh, <laughs> nah. um, there's actually some cool, literally cool shirts yeah. that some of the uh, gear makers are creating. Climb has one that's really cool. Is it Climb uh-huh. or is it Climb? Climb. Climb, okay. Yeah. That's coming directly from the company, Climb. Just yeah. like Dainese is Deneze. Deneze. Uh, you say <laughs> you know they're they're using a moisture wicking material that you get wet you wring out you snap and it will keep you you yeah. know 10 degrees cooler for a while yeah um there's any the cool ride like any unlike the cool ride stuff i would yeah. on that i mean i ride with rs tai chi stuff mm-hmm. just because it's i like that brand personally it works really well um no more mentioning brands until they pay that's true. All right, right. <laughs> Cha-ching. <laughs> um, but so it's, you can use anything of that moisture wicking stuff. It doesn't matter where you get it from. You can be, I mean, I know Michael Dunlop rides in Nike. And some of the guys that I, most of the guys I know ride in Under Armour stuff. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't have to be bike specific. As long as you get something that's going to pull the sweat away from you and cool your body down. Yep. Do, like, that's and, imperative. And, and as it's, again, as it's pulling the sweat and what cools us is the evaporation, yes. and if you don't have the moisture within to evaporate, that's where you start to overheat. Yeah. So yeah, it yeah. is imperative to stay moist. Yeah, you, know, you can. It's as simple as just going to Walmart and getting some of their dry fit stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right. real it, ten bucks a shirt. Yeah. You know, real cheap, real simple. You know, I've actually got um, basically it's a very thin hoodie from Under Armour that yeah. I've been wearing, and it's amazing how much cooler I am in it. Than I am without it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, the moisture wicking stuff does a lot it does. to keep you cool. Especially, and then if, if you're like me and you're on the track, if your body heat goes up and you lose the ability to actually ride, you're putting a lot of people at risk. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the trick that they use at the Suzuka eight hours because when they go to Suzuka for the eight hours, it's like if they that area of Japan is the same climate. As we do here, mm-hmm. so it's like ninety-eight degrees and one hundred and ten percent humidity. So you get a bunch of Europeans awesome. over there that don't know how to ride in that weather, then they're <laughs> dying. All right. So what the Paget's Honda team did—they <clears throat> had a little kiddie pool full of cool water, and as soon as they get like whoever's the, whoever's getting off the bike, they are out of leathers. They are in the kiddie pool. Like put them in the pool to get their core temperature down. Because it's like the, the Batman Begins quote: 
your arms and legs to take care of yourself, rub your chest. Get your core temp down. Mm-hmm. In, the ca- in that case of an emergency, get your core temp down and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And that's like, they literally, they had a kiddie pool, they had a kiddie pool behind the pits and they just, Earl McGinnis and Simon Andrews, rest in peace, when he was there, and all the guys, you know, and Cameron Donald. Funniest thing was John McGinnis running in his leathers, coming out of his leathers and literally just flopping into the fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> and he's sitting there, he goes, you know it's bad when the locals are sweating this bad. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, that's actually coming up soon. That's another month. Oh, true. Month and a half. So, I'll have a ton of bikes in that. Gonna say, segue from track and heat, talk about what was going on in Mazano and World Superbike last that's, week. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, what caused, that's what caused the front end issues. The heat was so bad, and the track got so hot, they were causing, causing tire issues. I didn't, I have yet to watch the race. I've seen the reports, I've seen the video of like, them crashing, but the heat was so high. And the way that then since they've reversed the track direction, because up till 2000... Wait, say that again. I missed what you said there. I was mocking you over here. Oh, well, imagine that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was so hot, and they reversed the, the, they reversed the, track, they reversed direction? the track direction in 2008, I think. 2009, something like okay. that. Um, because Rossi was on Ducati, and they were trying to help him do as well as he could. And, and that's... No, literally, that's Rossi's home track, and that's how that's why it happened. Um, but that that corner there used to be the opening corner for the long straightaway opening left, where you're clicking in your next left. The next three corners are faster and faster and faster. Whereas now you're coming the other way and slower, slower, slower. Mm-hmm. So you're on the brakes really deep through there, and your tires overheated, and it starts moving around. Yeah. And you're on the brakes, you're going to talk front. So hence the reason why that happened. Um, I don't like the way Mazzano is now. I, I haven't liked it since they switched it. And I think I think every few years they should switch. <laughs> that one you can right. switch that one because you can actually work. A lot of the other tracks they won't work. Yeah, you know, it, it, yeah, you can't ever switch Laguna. No, you have to come down that course route. You have to come up yeah. that hill, well, break hard, it's great. dip down. It's, it's, and it's, it's great. It's fun to watch it that way, but it would be interesting to go Yeah, because when you're, you're here, and then you pick it up, and you go oh. right, and all of a sudden the bike flies <laughs> over, goes <laughs> over into exactly. Monterey Bay. And what happened up there? It got a little light on the front. <laughs> it yeah, got a what? little light. Hey, literally. literally. Learn to deal with it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could do you could A man with his machine has to overcome, right? You could do Mazano. You might be able to do Catalonia, I think. No, it's... I mean, you'd, you'd have to you'd have to completely change the, the, the traps and everything, everything. You know, all the all the all the uh, all safety. And really, stuff, the only time it really gets you is like if there's significant elevation change. But imagine like imagine running trip. imagine running Austin backwards. That would take down the hill. Oh yeah, <laughs> down the hill. Yeah, I want to do you, that. You imagine look, you imagine the going. speeds the Ducati look, would hit. <laughs> yeah, but that would totally be like fire, come into that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. oh, At least you'd be oh. going downhill. Until oh, yeah. it gets some character. Uh, yeah. Rectifiers do blow already. Yeah. <laughs> Quite. Quite a bit. Yeah. Now, Marquez anyway. has already proven he's got the biggest balls in Austin. As soon as it came time to get on the front brakes, he'd run a hard front, and he'd, he'd kill everybody on the brakes like See, he always does. I'm, I'm going to guess that Marquez stays undefeated this year in the U.S. Something about U.S. tracks he's all about. Yeah, because it's done. No, it's – they're – they, they did. They did Austin. And he's gone. Yeah, they, Indy's gone. Indy, but they go, are they not going to Laguna this year? No, no. it's been Laguna's oh. been out for a few years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. Although World Superbike, is the next race right. is right. Laguna, right. which and Marquez doesn't race. No, but um, <laughs> you know there have been a couple people 
just friends and, and whatever suggesting that uh, I think you guys even have about letting Roger take oh, a ride if I, at Laguna. The problem with that, it's very difficult to have a wild card ride on a separate manufacturer from contracting. Yeah. You. The rumor is they're going to put Gandhi on the bike. Okay. For Laguna? For Laguna because Jake is the factory Honda racer. Well, as factory Honda, you're going to get with no HRC support. That's right. Why they, that's why the Honda, that's why the Superbike didn't do anything. There's zero HRC support oh, yeah. for any of them. Any Honda Superbike that is in a national series or a world series, if you you will not see an HRC sticker on it. Yep. None. They pulled the HRC electronics out of Guy Martin's bike and put the Motec shit in it. So it's, I don't know what's going on with Honda and HRC because the only thing that they actually make work are MotoGP bikes and an IndyCar or two. Well, they, they work. They can't, they don't <laughs> yeah. work. Nothing else is working. Formula One, they're about yeah. to lose McLaren in another two races. Well, I mean, look at F1. When Honda pulled out of the Grand Prix motorcycle racing back in, what, 68? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did they do? I land. F1. F1. They yeah. went straight to F1. They have not stopped since. Yep. Well, actually, of course they've got. Well, they've, they've, Honda pulled out. Honda has pulled out and come back a few times. Formula One. We're not going to get onto that tangent because this is a Formula One podcast. And I don't talk <laughs> but I'm just saying, they've, they've got more years racing F1 than they do racing motorcycles. Not so much. Because they started racing the Isle of Man back in 60. Consistently. Actually, consistently, they've been, because they haven't stopped MotoGP ever. No. They have been constant through MotoGP. They have not been constant through Formula One. They may be constant in car racing, open wheel stuff over in Japan and that kind of shit. But Honda started off as motorcycles. Yes, they have. And they're they, the only mm-hmm. Japanese manufacturer that started off yes. in motorcycles. So they have been in a constant race for NGP in Grand Prix. Yeah. Which is why pretty much every, most of uh, Honda's first bikes were called Dreams. Yeah. Because those were Mr. Honda's that dreams. Was his dreams. Yeah. But. Something's up. I, they're still figuring the motor out in Honda. The Marquez is just Marquez. I mean, right. well, and not just Marquez, Pedrosa. Yeah, Danny. I mean, for you know, everybody. That guy has the most heartfelt yeah. apologies. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, he's got <laughs> the most heart. That second race when he kind of just came in hot. I think it was the same corner thirteen. Yeah. Man, you just the, his first instance was to look and apologize. I mean, and that's the kind of guy that that you want to race with. You know, Danny's, the guy you want in the paddock. Danny's the guy that, oh, Danny Pedrosa, he's the, he's the veteran on that team now, which is hilarious to me. Well, he's 20, he's like 29, right? He's, he's been there since 06. Yeah. So yeah. he's been there for, he's been on that bike Nine. for 11 years. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's that, it, again, to me, saying Danny's the, the veteran is, is weird. Weird. Yeah. <clears throat> but, a little lightweight frame of his, he's got that Honda going all the Problem with track, him being man. as small as he is, he can't keep the heat in the tires. Yep. That's the problem. That's why he has to ride right. the way he does. But if he ever gets out in front. Oh, forget it. He ain't catching it. Forget him. it. He's, he's got the weight be, advantage. You have sure. to be Marquez at color. That's the only way you're right. He can make the tires last. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> as long as they're built right. Because it was right. like Silverstone 2012 or 2013. Yeah. Chunks coming out of the front. And he yep. still got the podium. It's insane. But. Anyway. Are, are we are we way off topic here? No, 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 no. considering that we really didn't have we a whole of lot of topic. Uh, well, we were talking about the heat, and, right. and I yeah. try to find my way in anywhere right. I can. Yeah. Well, and, speaking of finding your way in, yeah. For first off, let me reel it back just a little bit. Literally, reel it back just a little bit. 
Uh, for those of you who normally watch us every week on Facebook Live, you may have noticed there is no video this week. Yeah. Um, we're going to be... <laughs> what? What? Wow. We're going to be rolling this back to maybe once a month now. Um, the last episode we did was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. But it took a lot to do. Yeah. Um, we're going to be going back to our st- our standard weekly audio podcast with one video podcast every month. Yep. That way we can actually save it and make it a, a big deal. Yep. Um, but one thing you might have also noticed is uh, the presence of everybody else posting on Facebook, which is great. Yeah, that's right. You know, we've already had SV Will, Brandon posting. Hey, uh, hey, Eeyore's I, been posting. I, How's I, your knee? It has a name. Oh, yeah. It's 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 good. It's the swell the, the, the swollen swell, the swollen's gone down there and now go. you just got two little like bite marks and you know. Uh my my knee is a little sore from episode fifty five. <laughs> oh I, I bet. <laughs> if you my shoulder. The shoulder's okay. But you, that you knee, made a, man, I got yeah. a nod in it still. You had a, one of the best appearances in that video. <laughs> you yeah, every over. you had. Oh yeah, look he's down again. Over. Hey, mom my mom actually my mom watched the video, she's like, Is he okay? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, Brandon, what's fine? He just gets yeah. right back up, he's yeah. fine. Yeah. This is the only downside to not having a video podcast every time. Because yeah. what you guys don't know is we shared a video in our little group of Brandon writing. Oh God! And if you just go look yeah. at if you go if you go to YouTube and Google uh, <laughs> or YouTube, you know, hitting a million bananas in a row, it's this little kid at a go kart track. Yep, and he's got the wheel oh, cranked yeah. all the way over, and he's just spinning and spinning. He's and the in a guy, washing machine. Yeah, the guy That's actually cool. has to like grab yeah. a hold of him and the go kart and the steering wheel to even get it to stop and slow down. And uh, it was, yeah, it was very good. Let's go watch that video and then not, go watch episode 55. That's yeah. not too far removed from the reality of his childhood that my mother had to deal with, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much all of us, probably. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, getting into uh, the heat, um, I, I'm gonna go ahead and break into uh, a little bit of the food talk. That's yeah. right, we um, we've uh, we've officially dubbed Brandon. Food the dude. food dude. I prefer footy duddy. Footy duddy. But he is our ride or dine guy. Not ride or die. Ride or die. Ride, so. ride, ride and dine, dash dine. You got it, it. It's uh. Don't dash and dine. No, 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 no. You can dash and dine, just don't dine and dash. That shit ain't cool. No. Um, but no, it, it's uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and start. Uh, <laughs> I'm such a uh, I am well, we a, know that. a hot chicken freak. Yes. And if, uh, anything if, right here? In, huh? Is there anything right here? Yeah. yeah. Big chicks. There's a couple places around here. We'll have to do that. Okay. We can do it. We can get it done. Um, we can do it in about uh, 20 minutes. There, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but, uh, if, if there's a hot chicken item on a menu, I'm going to try it. Uh, it's, I, I ate KFC's hot chicken. And very disappointing. I'm not going to say anything too negative. I also, uh, about a week or two ago, uh, noticed the Nashville-inspired hot chicken slider at White Castle. Oh, I saw that, too. I had to do it. I had to do it. Hot chicken style. <laughs> hot chicken slider. But uh, before I go into, you know, what, what the idea is, um, I will be riding around a lot of the places I've already hit, and we'll be doing, like, a review on these places and, and letting you know what they have to offer uh, when you... When you ride out to the locations, um, maybe give a uh, an example of the type of roads you will be riding uh, to the destination, and uh, give you a list of menu items. Um, but uh, so 
I do have several locations already uh, in my memory banks, and we'll be hitting up some new ones. Uh, so if uh, let me, let I, me I, am jump. Open, I am open to suggestions. So if you've got yes. a favorite spot that you like to go, um, hit me up and let me know, uh, and and I'll go do a review and uh, do some riding. And, and yeah, we'll okay. get get some riding done. And get some, some calories packed in. Yeah, I'll qualify this by saying that last year in November. Brandon and I, with some friends, took Come a trip on, to the You're Dragon. To tattle, man. Okay, and this is how the entire week went. We would get food. Brandon would box up the leftovers, eat it an hour later, and then say, "Man, who else is hungry?" And then we go get some food. He'd box it up, bring it home. Thirty minutes later, tear into it. Man, who's hungry? And uh, I got to tell you. Every place that, that we ate at, you should have you should have seen Brandon. He was like a surgeon on the football field, just dicing through a menu, <laughs> figuring out what he was going to have. So instead of just some dude saying, "Yeah, go try this food," just know you got a you got a real pro on the team <laughs> yeah. with his food suggestions. I am definitely looking forward to that. I don't know if I qualify as a foodie, but I am a fooder. There you go. <laughs> no tofu. <Yes. laughs> So that'll be coming up soon. Um, you're gonna post it to Facebook and do live. Uh, not, I've been. I've, I wanted to talk to you guys about it, see what you thought about uh, doing maybe, um, you know, a, a, a quick video live even, or, or, or can a, a, a video and do a, a written review. Um, Perfect. You know, maybe hit a two minute review here uh, on on the podcast. Uh, yeah, so let us know. Let us know what yeah. you would receive better. Yeah. Awesome. Right. Looking yeah. forward so, to it. Again, uh, hit me up with some of your favorite. Go to Wingman's Garage on Facebook and uh, and give some some of your your best your favorite stops for yeah. uh, dining while riding. Exactly. If Facebook's not your thing, you can always get in touch with us. Um, you know, through the other social media, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, email us wingmansgarage at gmail.com and of course you can always call us at 2625 go ride 2625 go ride go ride oh I missed it dang, dang it. it late to the show dang it and you just good thing you're everybody not a drummer <laughs> <laughs> um, well I guess honestly we should probably put the show to an end on that note because now I'm hungry as hell and I'm probably not going to make it home yeah. No, you'll make it home. We'll figure out a way to get you home. I mean, if you can make it, if you can make it to Bellevue, we can throw it on a trailer. All right. Before we before we completely derail, we need to say Patreon backslash Wingman's Garage. Patreon.com backslash Wingman's Garage. And of course, don't forget to check out the Leela Podcast app. Uh, another <laughs> great place to get all of your favorite podcasts in one app. Uh, the best thing is really like the people you're listening to you can support them directly through the app yeah. absolutely um, yeah you can look me up and send me 20 bucks that's right uh, you just <laughs> directly go, go to the android play store i, I think that's what they call it, it now went, it went really bad really and of course well, the Apple video store. anymore oh that's good cool. uh, <laughs> but getting back yeah, to patreon you, it's good everything that you uh you would like to give to us we'll go to good things we're not just going to go and spend it on hot chicken okay we probably will. we might <laughs> but it will go to get us uh, better equipment it will go to getting Daniel a high chair uh, maybe even me a new rectifier <laughs> oh. oh I remember the guy who was the same height as me that's the funny part 
I just sit taller. <laughs> this motherfucker. Anyway. Anyways, thanks for listening to episode 56. What was that? I gotta get a picture of this before. Shout what? out to uh, Ade's World. He's just launched his clothing yes. line. Um, shout out to him. Check it out. Uh, I will post it on Facebook. I'll, post, I'll put it on the Facebook page. Really good guy. Really cool guy. Uh, really big into bikes. He does some really cool video work. Yes. Um, and he's really fucking fast yeah. on the street. He's I hate really, those guys. Oh, he's yeah. fast as shit. He's, and he does really good video work. Yes, he does. So shout out to him. He does. He launched his clothing line. He's working on some cool stuff, and I'm wearing one of his shirts. So shout out to him. Yep. And also shout out to Franklin Moto. Yes. We came to visit you today, and we understand things happen. Um, I am rocking your shirt. Not that everybody can see, but uh, we'll catch up to you next Me time. Me too. Um, yeah. I have the speedo. <laughs> Speaking of Franklin Moto, uh, this Sunday. This Sunday um, is at, the moving night. Thing. Yep. It, they are doing an event here, um, which you had pulled up, starting oh, at twelve. Oh, it's the it's the community ride yeah, community here ride. starting at twelve. Um, it's here at the back parking lot of the factory in Franklin. Um, be here at twelve. Kickstands up at twelve thirty. They usually put on a really cool, really fun ride. Um, and I'm not gonna be able to make it because I gotta work. Um, I will be in the middle of the wilderness camping. So yeah, the track rat and the wingman may not won't be here, but maybe the other three that are now part of it will try and maybe make it. Since I can't, because I have to work, I would be there if I didn't have to work. But anyway, so many excuses. <laughs> anyway, bills to pay. Yeah, <laughs> gotta feed the hogs, do my homework, dude. <laughs> Bill, if bills get in my way of writing so much, yes, they do. Chris is actually not camping; he's working on the duck. Yeah, he's actually working on the duck. I'll be camping because I'll be on the side of the interstate somewhere. I mean, Isaac did say, did just did mention a couple of episodes ago. On Misfits that he had like the website for all the free camping and shit. Yes, I like. You know, I've still got that episode on my phone. I need to. Yeah. Anyway, so on that. Yeah, there's that. On that note, guys, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you. So um, we will catch you next week. Hopefully, the audio comes out well enough that you can hear us. Yes. If not, Patreon.com/backslash/wingman's/garage. Help out, please. Yep. This is Crystal Wingman, Daniel the Track Rat, Food Dude. Yes, we will. And you're saying <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Good night. Turn that shit off. Let's go ride. I'm hungry. I hope I get home.